0: going to uh, hand over to Alison now who's going to uh, share God's Word with us and uh, we may have <clears throat> just uh, one or two pictures to see as we as we go along so we'll stay uh, in this screen sharing format uh, just for now. So Alison over to you. Oh,
1: good morning everybody. Really, really lovely to uh, be together. You know, um, the boys aren't with me this morning. I, I um, have arranged <laughs> for them to be with their dad because I couldn't guarantee that um, they wouldn't come and know that I'm speaking this morning. And they they very much send you um, send you their love, and and we are so so missed seeing everybody, and uh, just good to be together in this way, isn't it? Some of you will know that I've been um, exploring um, like a call to ordination with the Diocese of Birmingham and, and Tom asked me just to start this morning just by um, kind of giving you an update on that. So I, I hope you'll just um, kind of let me indulge with a bit of my news really. Um, so, so really for just over the last year, I've been meeting with the um, uh, DDO, who Calvert, he came to visit us at St Christopher's last year to explore this um, call to ordination. And, um, and I, I think we've talked about when we've been together before that, it, that it's quite a long process. And, you know, we're, we're nearly at the end. <laughs> uh, in the last few weeks, I've had uh, interviews with um, people that are called examining chaplains. And, um, and I meet now with Calvin by, by Zoom this, this next week. And, um, and if, if we would not been in the kind of COVID, um, COVID situation, then I would have been going forward, hopefully, to um, that which is the bishops advisory panel kind of in in june or, or july of, of this year and and that would have given us the um you know the, the kind of outcome to know whether the diocese was um able to support me towards ordination so finding out at the moment that is usually a residential process and and obviously that's um that's not able to go ahead at the moment so we're we're just kind of finding out um about that but I just wanted to to sort of let you know and and just thank you so much for um, everyone that that kind of kindly asked about it. And I I know, you know, people, you know, pray for the boys and I because it it is a really, um, you know, big deal, isn't it? It would be a big, big change for us all. So, uh, you know, we remain excited and we remain hopeful. And, um, you know, the the thing that I I think um, uh, as as kind of a Christian, as you go on in your life, it is brilliant like want to be in the right place at the right time don't you and and at the moment i i you know truly hope and believe that this is the right place and the right time for me but, but you know still trusting that that god will show that show that to us and confirm that that to me and my family so yeah thank you everybody yeah. okay so i have um been um just so um excited so kind of honored really to to speak today um, in the in the seconds of our sessions about the lord's my shepherd and um, like many of you this for me is, is just a really important a really precious um, psalm it's something that I go to um you know when um, you know I, I felt god's provision and, and goodness in in my life and used it as a psalm in a way of saying thank you and give thanks and it's also been a real source of comfort for me when times have been hard and, and i I've, I've you know felt that I'm in that dark place in, in that valley place. And I, I thought this was a scripture that I knew well, but you know, as is often the case, that when we come to study it and we ask the Holy Spirit to speak to us, he kind of shows us new things, doesn't he? And and things that are more current for today. And so just pray that um you know as we look at also you know just open up new ideas new thoughts for for you for um for the moment okay just pray loving father we just pray that you will open up your word to us this morning father we thank you that in so many ways this is a familiar scripture to us but we just pray for something new for something fresh for something current for each one of us in our life today amen Okay, so I've been asked to um, look um, at at Psalm twenty three from sort of verse three onwards. So, um, so I've I've picked out a couple of verses which um, which really have um, or a couple of sort of phrases within the verses which really have stood out to me. So, the the first one of those is 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 the verse, "He restores my soul." I um wonder if, like me, that, that during lockdown, I really and kind of been fascinated to some extent by how people have spent their time. Um, And one of my very clever friends has posted several pictures on Facebook about makeover projects that she has undertaken. So she's often seen an item maybe on a skip or at the end of somebody's drive, which is kind of waiting to be scrapped or to be, um, you know, taken to the the tip. Maybe it's something she's found in her shed that she's kind of forgotten about. And she's seen it and she's had a vision of how it could be different i've um hope we've got some pictures here just to um just to share so she's she's kindly said that i can uh, that i can use these so so this one she told me she saw this in a skip and all the the kind of top um like trim area kind of broken it was damaged that there was damage to the wood and it was really you know filthy dirty and she looked at that and she had a um you Know a vision about how that could look different. So I don't know, Tom, whether we can see the, the follow on picture. So, <laughs> she, amazing woman that she is, turns it into this and, and beautiful. Woman. One of her daughters is, is really enjoyed. And she shared with me another picture that she had seen a um, bench at the end of somebody's drive waiting to be scrapped and you can see that the bench is kind of worn out has been been weathered and has certainly kind of seen better days and so uh, she sent me a picture of, of kind of what she did with this bench so perhaps we can see that one Tom I think this is a particularly amazing project for lockdown with the rain that been you know really important to us hasn't it and to so many people when I've spoken in the past, I've often shared with you that I feel God speaks to me kind of in, in modern day parables. So I love to read in the New Testament about how Jesus spoke to people using illustrations exactly. of things that they understand. And this, these pictures of, of kind of makeover have really spoken to me about restoration. So just thinking about this scripture in, in Psalm 23 about he restores my soul. And I, I felt God really illustrated that to me in, in these pictures. So, you know, sometimes, you know, we feel that we are a bit broken, <laughs> maybe a bit outdated, that sometimes some parts of our lives are, are kind of no longer purpose. But actually, you know, God says to us in the Bible, doesn't He? I know the plans that I have for you. You know, if I saw a broken bench, I, I probably wouldn't have been able to envisage it looking quite as stunning as this. And sometimes I think that for ourselves, you know, that God looks at us and we can't always see, you know, the vision that he has for us, plans that he has for us, his his promise that he will restore us. I found these, you know, just really, really useful ways to illustrate that to me. In lockdown, sometimes I find it really difficult to kind of settle myself and to read the Bible. I've used... Um, versions like the good news or the message just to kind of help me get into God's word and when I've looked at Psalm 23 in there in the good news it says he gives me new strength and in the message he says you let me catch my breath and I thought isn't that a word for so many of us today in lockdown you know life has changed at great pace hasn't it at great speed that the way that we do everything has changed. And, you know, sometimes I think, you know, feeling out of breath, almost like we've kind of been running for a long time, is a really good analogy of of how we feel. And sometimes I think we feel like that in our faith too, don't we? We've had to kind of change the way that we relate to God, the way that we worship and come together. That's changed at pace. And I feel like it was um, just a real word for us in, in season, this promise that God would restore our soul. And that he would let us catch our breath. I liked it. I was looking in one of my Bibles and there was a um, commentary about restoring my soul. And um, it it said to me here that when we make reference to the, the word soul, it means in this context, my life or my spirit. And I thought, you know, sometimes there are parts of my life, my spirit, (laughs) which look a bit worn out like those um, pieces of of furniture. And, you know, God's promise to us in this word is that when we are weary, that when we are exhausted, that when we are tired, weather beaten or sad, you know, that he will bring back vigor. He will excite our souls. He'll fill it with new joy. He will restore our soul you know I I need God to restore my soul and I expect (laughs) that I'm probably not the only one the second verse that I picked out was that he leads me he leads me so often when I want to understand a passage of scripture I try and put myself in the position of the person that I'm reading about what would life have been like for them what would they have felt seen heard smelt And um, in the times, you know, that I've done that, it's kind of made me smile because I've imagined myself, for example, being, um, I don't know, Zacchaeus up a tree or I've imagined being a disciple in a boat in a storm. And today in readiness for this talk, I feel like I've done something very sacrificial. I've done something I've not done myself before. And I've put myself in the place of a sheep. (laughs) So. Just trying to kind of imagine what it would be like to be in a, you know, in the middle of a of a flock of sheep. And I've kind of said, you know, Lord, help me to understand why do you use this picture of yourself as a shepherd and me as a sheep? Why do we need leading? And I've, I feel in preparation for this, God's given me a, a few ideas. The first one really made me smile. It was um, I, I felt like God said that you would have a sheep's eye view, Alison. So um, when you're in the middle of a flock of sheep, what would your view be? And I was talking about this with my friend Alex Brogan, and he very kindly provided a cartoon for me. Uh, I hope we'll have that. That'll just come up on the screen. Yeah. So just this picture here on the left. If you imagine being kind of a sheep there in Really not to put too fine a point on it, I think you would spend quite a lot of time looking at the bottom of the sheep in front of you. Your perspective and your view would be really limited. It would be really hard to see the way ahead, leave your options and to see where it is that, that you are able to go. And I felt God say to me, the role of the shepherd is to bring perspective. He has vision, he's got a longer range view he can lead you he can see ahead he may have been here before that actually he's got a view out over the horizon. David is often described as a boy shepherd the youngest of his father's sons and I think you know when I looked at it it made me think that maybe shepherding was a simple or an unskilled job and actually as we've got ready for today it's made me realize that there's a lot of skill in being a shepherd. You have to make sure that your sheep have access to pasture, to water, that you protect them from danger. And this is another reason that we're led. How many of us look back on our Christian journey and see how God has led us? Paths that didn't make sense to us at the time, paths that we wouldn't have chosen, paths that maybe we didn't even know existed at the time. But when we look back on them, they give God, God like testimonies, don't they? they give testimony to God's greater perspective to his faithfulness to lead us to take us to places where we will be fed where we will have rest where we will be safe and you know in this talk today I just give thanks for the times that God has led me that he's led us as a church and some of you you know have shared testimonies to the way that God has led you and you know in this I, I just truly give thanks to, to God for the way that he's led us. And then the third verse that I picked out in here is for his name's sake. So really up till now, this scripture has been a lot about us. It's been about him leading us, about him restoring us. But actually here, there's a real change of emphasis. This is where God says, this is for my name's sake, for his name's sake. So again, just thinking about shepherds. You know, I have this kind of image of of kind of like a sort of (laughs) hippie, gentle, pastoral person as a shepherd. And and maybe some of them were. But Actually, why did they keep sheep? I think the shepherds, you know, kept sheep because at the end of the season, their sheep fleeces or the sheep meat would be sold. And, you know, there was a matter of pride. You wanted to be a shepherd with a good reputation. If you had a good reputation and your sheep were good, your meat was good, your sheep fleece was good, then you could command the highest prices. You would have a good reputation as a shepherd. There would be a demand for your good. So yes, the shepherd did care about the sheep, but ultimately being a good shepherd would earn him a good reputation and a revenue. So he was a shepherd for his name's sake. There was honour in being a good shepherd because it brought him a good reputation. If you led your flock of sheep into danger, or if you lost your flock of sheep over a precipice, if you led them into a flock of wolves, what would happen to your reputation? It would completely be shot. Nobody would want you to look after their sheep again. So why in this harm is our Heavenly Father described as a good shepherd? Yes, it is 100% because he loves us. Yes, absolutely, 100%, because he cares for us and leads us. But also, it is for his name's sake. It's not just about us, but it's also that he may be honoured. To me, one of the most incredible aspects of being a Christian is that we are offered the chance that we are called into relationship with God. And you know, that, that never really ceases to blow my mind. The work that Jesus did on the cross means that we, can be in a relationship with Him. That is what being a Christian is about. We're not just another sheep, we're not just a number, but actually we're seen as unique, as individual, and as precious. And you know, relationship by definition is a two way thing. You can't be in a relationship on your own. And so we have a significant role to play in, in this relationship. We also need to be active. So when we belong to, to God, When we reflect his character, we honour him and we bring honour to his name. In a similar way to the sheep being a demonstration of the skill and the care of the shepherd, so we are called to demonstrate the love, the salvation, the restoration, the faithfulness of God. If you like, we are visual aids. We are evidence of what God at work looks like. This is part of our witness. Let's just remind ourselves of what we've thought about this morning. I see this just as a kind of really beautiful process. Out of love and compassion for us, we are restored. The good shepherd doesn't leave his sheep alone. Like the items um, that we looked at, you know, God doesn't leave us on the skip or at the end of the drive. (laughs) He's got a vision and a purpose for us. He restores us. You know, this happens when we're saved, doesn't it? But it isn't a one-off. It's an ongoing, daily, continual process throughout our life. Thank God that he leads us in paths that bring us closer to Christ and help us become more Christ-like. John says in his Gospel, by this all men will know that you are my disciples. So we're led into righteousness. We're led into safety, into places where we can be prepared. And you know finally in turn our lives bring glory and honor to God it's for his name's sake we demonstrate God's love and goodness and his faithfulness do you know as I have um, prepared this week I felt like the Holy Spirit really rests on me and I feel like there is a word here for me but I also feel like there's a real word here for the church I feel that some of you need that um that word that we talked about earlier from the from the message that you you need God just to give you chance this morning to catch your breath that life has been moving on at a pace you know du- during COVID and actually you need time this morning just to catch your breath and for brothers of us I feel that God is just saying you know that there are parts of our lives perhaps that are just um, out of date that are worn out. Pete talked last week, to Sydney and shared that song about um, needing to prepare. And, you know, life is going to be very different, isn't it, post-COVID. And, you know, things that may once have been good, you know, actually maybe now need to be restored. They need to be changed. And this morning, I believe that the Holy Spirit would, would come and um, would, would, would restore us. And, you know, I, I felt very challenged because I thought if I was speaking and giving this message in church, I would ask now the worship band to come together and, um, and I, I would pray and I would invite the Holy Spirit to come. And obviously we're not together in church, but, you know, I, I felt God really prompt me to say that the Holy Spirit transcends all of this, doesn't he? He transcends COVID. The Holy Spirit is with us wherever we are. Mm-hmm. And so, do you know, I'd, I'd like to ask whether you would join me in, in maybe just sitting quietly and opening up your hands, maybe just kneel on the floor where you are. And I was just going to offer to sing quietly, the Lord's my shepherd, and I'd like to ask the Holy Spirit if he would come and just restore our, our souls, that as a, as a church, as individuals, we would just know that, that making new, that restoration, that we would be people with a faith that is, that is fit, for, fit for purpose, that is fit for, fit for relationship with our almighty God. I know it's all a bit odd, but um, I think odd is the new normal, isn't it? So I'm just going to sit here. I'm going to sing um, just the Lord's my shepherd. And I'm going to ask just whether you would just invite the Holy Spirit to come and to minister to you where you are. Father God, Holy Spirit, Jesus, our friends and our saviour, I thank you that you have plans for us. Your plan is to restore us. Sometimes like those pieces of broken furniture, that, that can be hard. The old and the broken can need to be repaired or replaced. And Holy Spirit, I pray that you would just come and visit each of us in our homes now. That you would restore us.
0: And oh, my shepherd, I'm He makes me lie in pastures green. He leads me by the still, still waters. His goodness restores my soul. And I will trust in you, alone. and I will trust in you. Alone. Wonderful.
1: Holy Spirit, we just pray that you would just come and restore your people. Just thank you that you minister to us wherever we are and whatever the platform we use. Amen.